The Create Well podcast is recorded on the ancestral lands of the Tongva people. Here at Create Well, we are a labor of love, and we need your support to keep this podcast going. If you have the means, please support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash createwell, or go to our website, createwellpodcast.com, and click the donate button. Or if you can't support monetarily, please rate and review our podcast. Every bit helps. Welcome to the Create Well podcast, where we explore the intersection of creativity, wellness, and entrepreneurship. I'm Ray Saragossa, singer, songwriter, dog mom, book lover, just finished crying in H Mart. Everyone needs to read it. Michelle Zahner, lead singer, artist, Japanese breakfast. She's incredible. You must read it. Okay. And you find my work on IG <laughs> at, at Ray Sargosa. Yes. And I'm Erica Elon. I'm a painter. I work at a hat company. Ooh. And this month I'm leading a creative cohort, which is like nice. my dream. Um, you can find my work on at Erica Elon on IG. And this week, we are talking with my personal trainer and friend, Noah Sharp, about (laughs) (laughs) result motioning to me, (laughs) about jumping in, diving in to the next phase of your business. Hi, Erica. Good morning, Ray. Good morning. Look at us in the same room when we aren't supposed to be. Are we not? Well, I was supposed to be on a trip. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant for COVID reasons. Also. Oh, no. no. I think we're okay now. <laughs> we um, are okay. I know. Your I know trip didn't happen. Sad. Yeah. Um, but I'm happy to be here and yeah. see your hair in person because your new hair yes. is bald. I have a haircut and I love it so much. And Bronx needs a haircut desperately. He's such a shaggy shag. He is. Yeah. But looking very cute and cuddly. Yeah. When you picked him up to record, he just melted into your arms. So, sweet. so since you're not going on your trip, what vacation like things are you gonna do here? Oh my god. In Long Beach. I've been trying to like pull myself together to plan that kind of stuff. Yeah. But unfortunately <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. I well, you know what's good is I think I get to do a photo shoot that I wouldn't have otherwise yeah. been able to well, do, that's good. which is fun. I love yeah. that. And then I'm maybe going to go to Joshua Tree for a couple days. Nice. And I get to celebrate um, my friend Kim's birthday. Yay, Yay. birthday. So those are all good things. Well, that's good. Um, that's good. Yes. But yeah, you'll make your trip later. I will. Yeah. yeah. No, we're going to like reschedule. And yeah. but this is a really good lesson. I, and what happened was. Yeah. Can, can we <laughs> two days everyone? before the trip? Yeah. I um, was walking bare and thinking about the trip and like what I need to do before. And I was like, huh, my passport. I haven't looked at that in years, literally mm. years. And went home and. Yes, my passport was expired. Just expired, like... Yes, in October yeah. of 2020. So yeah. kind of recent, but like yeah. enough that I wish I, I, you know, of course I wish I could have thought about it before. But mm-hmm. now we're working on a new passport, getting all my things more organized, yeah. post-COVID brain of like... I'm sure there's so many people <laughs> listening who have had the same thing Check happen. your passport before Check your you passport, everyone. This is a oh PSA. Oh my gosh. 
um yeah so kind of sad also dealing with like i can't work out right now because i have an injury and so Mm. i'm just like (laughs) i know Uh, 30s looking so fun (laughs) oh my goodness (laughs) anyways that's my depressing intro um you cut your hair and it's adorable yeah and have you had an okay week i have had an okay week let's see what has what's happened oh the weekend we had the long weekend yes we did um that was great um i celebrated my friend kim's birthday (laughs) all All the kims all the kims celebrating (laughs) um and i don't know i've just been like i guess we talked last week about my existential crisis Mm um and oh well i got my hair cut and that is amazing and feels so good and i feel so free and like i think it's one of those things where like i don't know keeping my hair long was one of those things i felt like i had to do because my hair was my brand or um people expected me to have long hair for like a multitude of reasons and Mm -hmm. cutting it was just this really incredible act of like i am who i am and i'm an individual and i love myself and i'm gonna do this thing for me even if people don't want me to do it and then i cut my hair and everyone loves it so yeah i know like i don't know i feel very silly talking about um Uh hair and and it's and how much it symbolizes for me but i think that for women and and minorities uh, a lot of times and hair is like a big deal and a lot of like political things tied up into it and there's Mm -hmm. tradition that comes with hair or or there's things that your parents expect of you la 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 and um as a public figure or artist sometimes people associate your whole brand and your um you know your music with your appearance which can be really like hard on your mental health Mm. (laughs) and so i almost feel like just i feel like this like really great cathartic release um like reclaiming my own um physical appearance and just doing something for myself and so that feels good and so um to all the listeners out there who want to make a change and are worried what people will think about it just do what you want to do do it do you dive in dive in that's what we kind of talk with Noah about this week yes i love this interview so much um I, I wrote down a couple things. I just... Oh, she's I, bomb. She's amazing. I've, it's been so fun spending mornings with her and like, really, and we talk about it. So Noah yeah. is my personal trainer yes. okay, yeah. here in Long Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, she like post-pandemic, she had been a trainer with different gyms before, which mm-hmm. I've learned a lot about the trainer world because I didn't really understand any of it. Mm-hmm. And so you can kind of work for these like larger corporate entities or you can be independent. Yeah. And she made a jump and became independent, like right, not even like totally out of, she was doing a lot online mm-hmm. before the pandemic ended and um, kind of took this massive risk mm-hmm. Um but it's a really fun conversation because she just talks about that like mm-hmm. pivotal moment that I think as artists we all mm. can relate to. Yeah. And even like with your hair, like this yeah. like kind of like intense moment. There's usually a lot of build up to it yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, processing that comes before it. And yeah, it's and a huge leap. Yes. Yeah. But it comes with a lot of reward, a lot of challenge and a lot yeah. of reward. So yeah. I'm glad you liked it. I loved it. I loved hearing about her transition from like working for a gym and then really diving into being her own boss mm-hmm. and kind of evaluating for people listening, whether like they're ready to take that leap, you yeah. know, and uh, like, I don't know. I think it's really incredible that something that really is universal amongst like every 
um, industry. Yeah. You know, there, there yeah. is always that moment of like, do I want to keep working for someone else and putting mm-hmm. in my, my hard work for like at the end of the day, someone else's, right. um, vision, you know, credit, dream. vision, yeah. dream, or do I want to start my own? And mm-hmm. it's such an incredible shift. And, um, you know, I, I don't know about for you, but for me, I don't know if I ever really like that shift was like, I, n- I never really, other than like bartending, I never actually even tried yeah. to work for anyone. And then now, like, I mean, I, I do some work where you're like, obviously we like, right. we are like independent contractors. So we were hired for like job right. to job that we might have a boss for. But so it was really cool to see like how much courage it takes to make that leap because, um, I almost for, forget about that because yeah. I just never even tried. Mm-hmm. And so it was really amazing to hear everything she had to say and about building up that courage and how being at the, how everything is connected. And she talks about spirituality, which mm-hmm. we're really into here. Um, and so, oh, and the last thing I'll say, my yeah. favorite like line she said was about brainwashing yourself. And yeah. you'll hear more about it in the <laughs> yes. interview, everyone. But yeah, you have to like mindset is everything. Like we've talked mm-hmm. about on the pods. You got to brainwash yourself mm-hmm. with like motivation. Good things. Yes. Good things. Yeah. And we do, we have power over our minds and our, yeah. our, you know, emotions to some degree. And just the like. I think she and I talk about this a lot in the mornings. I don't think we touch on it too mm-hmm. much in the episode, but like being curious about your yeah. own emotions yeah. um, is such a powerful thing yeah. because rather than like going deeper and deeper into them, whatever yeah. they may be, like the extremes of yeah. our emotional right. states, allowing ourselves to be curious about them yeah. helps us kind of wrestle them into the right direction yeah, like being and an observer why yeah, yeah being like, an observer of your yeah. own um internal landscape and realities uh she is great at that and and you'll hear why yay well let's jump into it yay! hi noah hello hello <laughs> welcome to the create well podcast Thanks for joining uh, thank us. You. Thank you for having me. This is uh, this is awesome. I know we usually see each other at um, seven thirty in the morning, Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Friday. Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. And I'm usually crying, super sad. Just only about your dog, but it's okay. <laughs> I have cried about my dog while working out because I felt like she didn't love me, and it's just it's like an internal crisis, you know. Well, you know, hopefully it's going better. I don't think she hates you. Anything to strong like. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I appreciate if that. nothing else. And how's your puppy? You have a puppy. Um, Takani is good. He's at his babysitter today, so mama can get a day of quiet. But uh, he's good. He's rowdy. He is going through puberty and horny all the time. Oh, my gosh. So that's nice. Uh, so Rest pray for me. <laughs> and all the dogs at the park. For real. Do you still bring him to the park? Or is it like scary I do, too? but it's like very like hands on. I keep like an eye on him at all times, and sometimes he's just too excited, or we literally have to leave the park. And, but two more <laughs> months, and he gets to get neutered, so we'll get there. You made it, good dog, momming. Um, well, I'm excited to have you on for so many reasons, mostly because I think you're a wonderful person to talk to. <laughs> Thank you. About, just in general, <laughs> but also about um, kind of the like massive shift of life that you've had over the past year becoming an independent personal trainer. So we're going to get into all of that. Um, 
I think it's really inspiring and it's great for so many of our listeners who are also maybe on the precipice of like jumping in to a more independent, um, maybe owning their own small business or um, diving into their artwork even further. So anyways, can you introduce yourself, Noah? Hello, hello. Uh, I am Noah Sharp. I am a entrepreneur, personal trainer, uh, triple minority friend. Uh, what, what else am I missing? Anything? <laughs> dog I live a life of service, dog mom. Mm. Uh, you'll see me in the streets of Long Beach if you hang outside long enough. I love it. Um, and can you talk a bit about your background as far as your relationship with your body and movement and have like, has your body and movement always been a priority in your life? Uh, I grew up in sports, so mm-hmm. off the top of my head, I'd say yes. It's kind of one of those things where everyone in my family played sports. It's more about which sport are you going to play mm-hmm. and where you're going to go with it. Uh, the take the priority of, you know, taking care of my body didn't really set in the way it did now, probably till after I stopped playing sports because hmm. all of a sudden you're not being active, you know, five days a week, six days a week mm-hmm. by force. It's just up to you. And then all of a sudden you're actually having to take accountability for what you're putting into your body. You know, how active mm-hmm. are you being when you're not having someone, you know, blow a whistle and yell at you for two hours a day? Right, right, right. And so what was like, what was the moment that it shifted for you and you saw the need to be self-disciplined in that area? I'd probably say after I injured my back, it Mm. really set in like, oh, wow, you're not invincible. That's, that's scary. Right. There Uh, there are some limits. Yeah, that's that's scary. Mm -hmm. You know, coming out of just, you know, being an athlete and not really thinking twice, you want to jump, you jump, you don't really think about it. Mm-hmm. And then go in a place where it really is hard to get up off the couch physically, where it takes like effort to sit onto the toilet and back up again. Mm-hmm. That definitely took like a, hey, this is, you only have one of these. And that kind of set a big shift into the way that I viewed my body and the way that I kind of viewed the privilege of even having the body that I have and what am I going to do with it? Right. And did did your family growing up encourage movement and bodily health? Like, is that something that your family prioritized? Um, I'd probably say in the way of sports, yes. Outside of that, you know, there's a lot of, you know, health issues in my family. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of, you know, health concerns just caused from over overweight uh, issues and things like that. So, that was kind of just something I was just seeing is just, you know, being overweight was just in, in the bloodline. And it was always mm-hmm. kind of, you know, whispered that at a certain age, the woman in my family just put on the pounds or, oh, Noah, if you stop playing sports, better be careful because guess what? You're going to, you know, become chunky, overweight, this, this, and that. And that was kind of just in in the in the air. So I actually ran the opposite direction from that. <laughs> that was a driving force for me to not not uh, follow the trend in that. But athletically, it was always pushed like we do sports. Period. Mm. And do you do you consider at this point working out or train even training other people um, a creative pursuit? I definitely say so. I think it keeps me on my toes. I think every person's different. There's no uh, 
cookie cutter program for anyone. There's things that pop up with every client and, you know, especially emotionally and mentally, not everyone can be taught the same and it, you know, makes me Mm -hmm. have to adapt just as a human being and adapt the way that I speak to people, approach people. I'm constantly having to readjust and pivot and, you know, critique myself as a trainer and someone in the, you know, life of service where I'm in some of the most vulnerable stages of a person's day, which is, you know, being, getting comfortable, being uncomfortable, getting comfortable admitting, hey, there's a part of my body and my, and my physique and my health that I'm not super happy with. What are we going to do about it? And to, to be able to approach that with love and empathy and also, you know, the, the brain and the, the, I'd say probably just the education I've had to continue to grow just Mm -hmm. to be able to combine all three of that definitely is a creative process. Absolutely. And I think what you touched on is so accurate. And I think a lot about with you because I come to the gym and I'm at all different, like varying levels of mental state (laughs) and like stress and or joy or whatever it is. Also just like tired a lot. Like you're with people all day long who are like carrying their stuff into you and you are not only like telling them to move their body, but you're actually like guiding them emotionally through a significant hour of their life. And that has to take a freaking ton of creativity, a ton of understanding of what it is to interact with people um, and really ultimately love people well. Uh, And then, you do such a good job of that. Uh, um, thank you so much. But that's a heavy weight, and you and I talk about that sometimes. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like I know. You're any, always on me. <laughs> anyone who's working directly with different humans throughout the week, this goes for people in different service industries and whatever, um, like, you're doing so much more than just training somebody to lift a weight. Like, um, And so taking care of yourself uh, – you know, has to be such a huge priority. Um, yeah, it, it definitely, it definitely uh, comes with comes with the you know a weight, but it's you know privilege to hold. Mm. So good. So the other kind of piece of this beyond creativity in in the work that you do that I'm so fascinated by because you've just it is this kind of you just launched into your independent role as a trainer. You've been training for some years, I know, um, working different jobs, working at different gyms. But this year you went independent and you kind of went independent at a very risky time for so many people to do that. Um, You you've built your own business and it's like freaking booming. I know you're like bursting at the seams with people wanting to, um, you know, be one of your clients. And I'm just lucky I got your 7.30 hour. But... Um, it goes down in the DMs, right? Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I love it. Noah reached out to me in a DM. That is on DMing people. Cold emails, cold DMs. It's all good. Um, but were you afraid to go independent? Yes, is going to be <laughs> the most uh, honest answer. Uh yeah, I think yes is probably just the most blunt way to put it. I think it was exhilarating mm. and in a way where it's like, uh, what do you have to lose? Um, some money. Hey, it's just a pandemic, right? Okay, yeah, cool, do it anyways. Um 
it, it was definitely I think when you when you have a certain type of entrepreneurial brain, which mm. I feel like I dive in and out of, there's mm. almost an exhilaration at starting from square one. So was it scary? Yeah, but it was almost thrilling at the idea of starting back from square one. When I first moved to Southern California, I started as a trainer here. I started square one, didn't know anyone, didn't have like the word of mouth, you know, right. one up because I did not know anyone. And built that up, became, you know, steady, was working, you know, five and a half days a week, was good to go. My business was just running on its own. Cool. I show up. And then the pandemic, Oof. back to square one and zero. It was like, great. And then, then I sat still for eight months. And at that point, before the pandemic, you were kind of working under the umbrella of a gym, right? So there was a yeah. little bit of... Like your clients sort of were funneled to you at certain times. Is that correct? Um, to an extent, it's almost like when uh, when you have people coming in the door, it's your job to talk to every single mm-hmm. person if you're doing it correctly. And if you want to be successful in any type of corporate you know, gym, you have to be down to talk to every single person you come in contact with. Okay. And then if someone happened to reach out to them on a separate note to get mm-hmm. personal training, they then took turns yeah. Assigning those people. Yeah. So it's not like you're necessarily walking in like, hey, uh, today you have someone named John. This is not. It's more like, right. you know, after it's, your, it's your it's your in. it's your turn to take to take the lead that came in mm-hmm. if it's your turn. And then, so I guess, what were you most excited about about you know moving away from that cor- sort of corporate structure? Um, it was it was definitely intriguing the idea of all of a sudden you're you know, not having half your check go to <laughs> someone else. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of, I think if you're a corporate trainer, it at least crosses your mind once. Like if I am getting leads, if I'm training, yeah. why is this my paycheck? Right. It has to cross your mind at least once. If it didn't cross your mind at least once, then you're meant to be an employee and therefore, you know, you should be there. And great for you. That's awesome. That's some for some people. But for me, working for someone never has really gone super well not because I have a problem with authority but more just because I ask questions I want to know why is this the way it is and if something's not adding up I definitely am the type where I'm like that's kind of not fair that kind of sucks right but uh yeah definitely moving away from that it was it was it was it was you know kind of the idea of you're not you're taking away a big like you said umbrella a big security blanket of yeah you're not cashing out just to work you just, you know, if you get paid, you get paid. You might make less, you might make more. You're getting paid regardless. Not like, hey, if you don't put in work right now, you're not eating. Right. And I, I think that that feeling that you expressed so well of, you know, this kind of like itch that there's something, there's, there's a different way that you have an opportunity to do things is something a lot of creatives can relate to because, I think often we start out working for somebody in some sort of capacity and utilizing our gifts, maybe for the benefit of somebody else at the end of the day, um, which can be really 100% fulfilling for some folks. But there are those times, and I think it's a good sign of if the entrepreneur life is for you, that there's like (laughs) this, like this constant, like, but what if, what if it's like, but no. why? Right. But why? <laughs> why yeah. and what if? Because I think it's a great thing to use your gifts for, you know, you know, to uplift the vision of somebody else. 
but it's not for everybody. Just like the entrepreneur life, it's not for everybody. So it seems like you were feeling that strongly. Um, and then you had this opportunity come up. So how has you, how has your financial shift been? Like, is it scary? Has it been rewarding? Are you like having to hire a CPA to like figure out? Cause I think that's a, one of the biggest parts of being on an entrepreneur that can feel sort of stressful and scary. Um, financially, it honestly, it's it's been such a blessing. I don't think I ever, coming out of the pandemic, thought I'd be in the position I'm in right now. Uh, just because it's, I feel like I, I've put in so much work and it's work that I could have equally been putting in somewhere else, except I'm now seeing a full return of the, that investment of my work mm. rather than, you know, divvying yeah. it up to whoever the higher ups are, you know. So that's been awesome. Not to say, you know, I'm, you know, ready to retire by any means, but it's been it's been so awesome to be in a position now where I see so much return on this investment I'm putting in of just my time and my effort and, you know, taking the time to really dive into podcasts about marketing and how to market myself and business and advertisement and everything and getting to see that back. And even while being independent, actually seeing an increase in what I was making before by, by far in which I'm baffled that I didn't do this sooner. Good. (laughs) I'm glad you did it now at least. Oh yeah. And, and I think like any business, oftentimes we only see the smallest piece of things. So I only see you as, you know, my trainer three days a week and whatever, but what does your week look like? Like, what are the different elements that go into now running your own business? Um, well, you know, especially now trying to expand onto my online, you know, even though Sundays are my day off, I still spend mm-hmm. Sundays programming for my, I know, I know. I get mad at her about this. <laughs> <laughs> so today, like today will be my, you know, online day. I'll dedicate time to doing my online. Uh, it's the day where anything that got put off during the week is getting taken care of today, whether it is, you know, organizing client information folders, whether it's, you know, reaching out back to people I haven't gotten in contact with throughout the week who I, you know, want to get back in, house stuff, you know, it's a day where my dog gets to see a little bit more of me, which is awesome. But for the most part, I mean, my my Monday through Saturday, you what you see is what you get. I, I live there. I need to get a cot there. Yeah. I'm, I'm there 12 to 16 hours a day. Oh my gosh. And then in the midst of that, you're like creating content, posting, cold emailing, cold DMing. (laughs) Content, content, content. I have a 30 minute break. I'm returning emails, texts. I'm hopping on thumbtack, you know, work, work, work. If I can get some content, you're helping me with TikTok. Thank (laughs) the Lord. Uh, But just trying to, you know, film the stuff in between the lines this when I have when I have a time to breathe you know occasionally I'll stop and I'll just go breathe for 10 minutes Mm -hmm. because I need to be in silence for 10 minutes Mm. and I another hearing all of those very very time consuming sometimes really difficult sometimes really tedious tasks how do you stay self-motivated self-motivated because you don't have a boss like like, yelling at you (laughs) You know. That was something like very, very 
I love it. I feel like I do so much better without it. That sounds crazy, but mm-hmm. I think having someone above me not put their expectations and standards onto mm-hmm. me has almost lit even more. F- Am I allowed to cuss? Yep. <laughs> A fire under my ass. <laughs> Thank <laughs> so you for checking check. in. <laughs> uh, it literally has been a thing where that voice in my head that is my self-motivator that usually can be quiet because I'm just answering someone else has now become the most dominant part of my head because I have no other option. So, uh, you know, between that, the fact that I try to submerge myself in podcasts that, you know, either remind me of why I'm doing what I'm doing or give me, you know, encouragements and tools to use to continue to do what I'm doing. I'm submerging my head constantly around people and voices and things that are going to want to push me and that push me. I can't just be the only voice in my head. If I'm going to do cardio, I'm going to have something in my head that mm. is, you know, encouraging my, my brain to even go next level, to even think even harder, to even believe more in myself. I want to read more than I do. So mm. that's one way I can, you know, keep going. It's just constantly, I literally almost try to brainwash myself <laughs> with just constant entrepreneurship and motivation and, things about peace and life and empathy and of course mm-hmm. fitness and eventually it just becomes how you think it honestly is like self brainwashing you just I've submerged myself constantly around things that either I want to emulate or mm-hmm. that are gonna you know plant something deeper in my head that's gonna spark something that's gonna even take me even further and that's that's another thing I admire about you is you're like a sponge for good things and information. And I, I honestly think that's, that takes a lot of humility. Um, we were actually talking about this last week on a, like, uh, how to ask for help little mini sode, but it takes a lot of humility to say there's always more to learn and there's always like a deeper way to dive in. And, um, and that is something you exemplify. I know you read, you listen, you write, you're, you know, engaging with different people and you ask tons of questions and I think as an entrepreneur that's like one of the healthiest places to be in um, I feel like it's cr- anyone who says that they have nothing to learn is you've, you've already lost the game yeah you've lost the game the moment that you decide that you're the smartest person in the room because you're in the wrong room hmm. and I yeah maybe that kind of goes into this other question I had for you which is What's the connection for you between movement and then your mental and spiritual health? Um, they're all, I think they're all tied together, mm-hmm. to be honest. If you're at a place where you're not taking care of your physical, I think it affects everything. If you're at a place where you're not, you know, feeling spiritually grounded and you haven't checked in on that part of yourself in a while, you're going to feel off. There's times where I'm literally like, wow, I'm down this percent body fat, whatever, this and that. Oh, wow, I'm listening to podcasts and something still feels off because I haven't tended mm-hmm. to my spiritual side. Mm-hmm. And on the same other side, there's, you know, if I go too long without moving my body, I literally am like, what are you doing? Like, this is this is your one one body, one mind, mm-hmm. one, one spiritual, you know, journey that you have. And I kind of try to remind myself to treat it like that. Of course, I slip up in everything I do. I'm human. But it's more about the fact that I'm constantly trying to remind myself that everything I do is a gift. Everything I have is a gift. Every every day I wake up is a gift. It's not a have to, it's a get to. And when I kind of try to keep that mindset, it's it, it all seems connected at mm-hmm. all times. And that's why you can probably uh, t- 
testified to the fact that one of the first things I ask you guys when you come in is how are you? How are you doing? How are you feeling mm-hmm. today? It's not like, hey, you, hey, bro, you ready to get that pumping? <laughs> <laughs> as awesome as that would You're be, like but throwing it's, things at me. <laughs> yeah, like I don't like to like throw protein shakes at you guys when you walk in. Uh, it's more about because it's all going to connect. I how how you're feeling when you come in is going to directly affect how we work out. If you're mm-hmm. feeling mentally or spiritually off, it's directly, I need to know that because I'm going to have to tend to that side to you a little extra while we do the physical side of it. Mm. Do and you, that's I'm huge. just curious on this. Do you see that as an industry standard? I feel like this is a leading question. But <laughs> do I, as an industry standard, what do you mean by that? Like caring for people's spiritual mental well being or is that? Oh, d- no. <laughs> That's sad. No. That's really I sad. Did, oh, 100%. And I think <laughs> at least the people I'm around and the people I surround myself with can definitely – they'll they'll tune into that side yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. But um, across I the think board, it's not Across the board, it's not value. necessarily – it's not – you know, t- if you go to your local Planet Fitness 24, it's not taught in like the personal training yeah. curriculum. It's not a, a, NASM, a NASM chapter when you're getting certified. Mm. But I think if you actually do the real hands-on work and you actually care, like care because, you know, it's not really about just trying to get someone buff and it's not just about right. trying to collect a paycheck. <laughs> or a certain number it, on a scale it, or yeah, like... Yeah, it's not about that. It's about how do you feel mm. when you go to bed at night? How do you mm. feel when you wake up in the morning you know, of course, how you feel when you go up a flight of stairs, if you're wheezing, is going to affect all of that. And it's going to affect mm-hmm. your mental. But being able to look in the mirror and feel peace and be mm-hmm. happy, mm-hmm. not just because you're like, oh, wow, I fit into my jeans, but because you're all around, you know, all sides of you are connected and you yeah. feel, okay, I'm because there's plenty of people I talk to, like, mentally, I'm doing great, but then my physical slagging. Okay, physically, I'm doing awesome my headspace is not great today. Right. And it's about just a constant, you know, journey to connect all of that and constantly elevate all three of those things. Mm. I love, I love what you said about looking into the mirror and feeling peace. Um, I think that's like such a wonderful goal for for everything. And then I guess, Maybe what is the most valuable piece of advice that you've gotten for, you know, jumping into this independent business? I would say one of the first things that uh, Adam, who's, you know, the owner of Self Made, said to me the first day I met him is something that his mentor told him. And it was, don't look for bosses, look for mentors. When you're, if he's, if you're going to work for, with someone, don't look for a boss, look for a mentor. He said, always try to work for yourself. But if you're gonna, you know, work for anyone else, look for a mentor. And even though I am independent, I don't work for anyone. I really took that to heart because Hmm. one of the things that really put me where I am today was just the fact that I was like, okay, these are a lot of people who I feel like are going to spiritually, mentally, you know, physically push me to that next level. And being in that environment has been such a game changer. And I feel like anyone that, you know, I work with and the owners can, you know, testify to that. It's it's a game changer to walk into a place where people are not just talking about, you know, their muscle mass, but also talking about the spirituality side of it, talking about mental elevation, talking about meditation and 
everything combined. And mm-hmm. I think taking that and applying it not to just trying to work for someone, but saying surround yourself with people who you either want to emulate or who are going to push you to be the next level version of yourself and submerging yourself in that type of energy, regardless of what field you're in, is a game changer. Mm. And how are you taking care of yourself right now, Noah? Oh, today I'm going to take a nap. And that is my biggest (laughs) form of self-love today is I'm going to take a freaking nap. So good. Well, I have one more question for you. Um, This is the question we ask everyone who comes on the pod. And it is, what does it mean to you to create well? For me to create well means that whatever I'm doing, whatever I'm creating, I am helping someone feel more loved and more their true self Mm. that day. So good. And that's why you're my trainer. (laughs) (laughs) No, but really, thank you. I think this is, I just love this conversation for, you know, even for me thinking of um, ways to dive deeper into, to my art and to, independence with artistry and um where to learn from uh is just things that you you model so well so i thank you so much for having me yes i will see you soon uh tomorrow (laughs) thank you (laughs) all right have a good day bye And now for the Create Well Challenge of the Week. This week's Create Well Challenge is to brainwash yourself. So whether that's start a new podcast or read a new audiobook and just get it started. No, you don't have to read the whole thing this week. But um, think about a positive message or any message, anything that aligns with your business or your creative ventures that you really want to learn from and brainwash yourself. And this week's song is Master by Aunt Kelly. Master of my mind, set me free. Quit playing these tricks on me. Master of my mind, I'm in Can't